Verdant North, the Q&A minisodes, where you give your cues to these two A's, and you might get some info. Here's your host, Caroline Hallstrom. <laughs> Hello, I'm Caroline Hallstrom. Welcome to my podcast. This is my co-host, Dan the Man Hudson. Hello. We are two ecology degree-bearing master gardeners of varying commitment levels. <laughs> yeah, that was very accurate. Uh, we're plant nerds, and we have been doing this podcast now for almost two years, mm-hmm. and we have hit some awesome milestones this year. We hit over 5,000 listens. Hooray! Hooray! Dan, you need to... Su- I, don't, I don't celebrate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Dan is withholding with, with happiness, I think. Um, I'm cheering on the inside. Okay, well... Is it because you're fasting? Is this your low yeah, blood sugar? Yeah, but I, use, I burn all the joy for energy. <laughs> well, it comes off like you're a dick. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so I got, hey, shout out to Gardarinos for helping me backfill tons of questions for our question and answer episodes, which is what we're going to do for December. Uh, so that's kind of what we're going to do. We'll do like five or six questions, I think, per episode and talk them through. And I think on a couple of these episodes, we'll also try and plug um, some other podcasts that are out there that might specialize in different things. So I'm looking forward to getting some some of those submitted. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you have a garden podcast? Write to us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com and tell us all about it. We'd love to hear from you. Also, uh, possibly garden related publications. Maybe? I don't know. Ooh. Yep, that'd be cool. Are you a garden nerd? Let's talk. I like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Randy is my sound guy, he's the other dude voice that you hear. And he does a great job. He's kind of like my Steven if you're a murderino. So. He fills that role. I have no idea what that means, but I you, trust you a lot need, of the listeners. Do. You don't need to. I'm more of an earwolf guy. I wish I'm Chef Kevin more than anybody. But oh, okay. Insidey, weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Pod nerds, you get it. Pod nerds. Pod nerds everywhere. So, all right. Well, let's get started. We're going to do some Q&A. So, Randy, read us a question. Cool. Dahlia asks, what do you consider the most diva of plants out there and why? That's a good question. (laughs) And I'm glad you asked. I'm going to let you go first. I have one. I have a houseplant that I consider like a diva houseplant. And it's the peace lily. Peace lily is a diva because it does things dramatically. It's extremely dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) So like if you don't water your peace lily like right on time, Mm -hmm. that's not fair. It, It might give you like a couple of maybe a day or two of like. Warning. Yeah, of buffer, but it will just drop to the floor. And it looks like it's totally wilted. It looks like, oh, my God, it's just totally dead. But (laughs) if you water it, it will spring right back up as if nothing has happened. I think it should be called the resurrection lily because then you water it and you feel like, oh, my God, I am amazing. I saved this plant. I feel like it's it tricks me every time I'm like, oh, (laughs) and then I water it and like, oh, you. <laughs> I was gonna diva. I was gonna say maiden hair ferns oh, are super divas. Yeah. I can't keep them alive. They yeah. want a certain degree of like spritzing every day. I don't have time for that. I can't yeah. remember. And like the humidity <laughs> in my house, it's winter time. It gets dry. So yeah. between 
its own requirements and my jerk cat eating it, I cannot keep one around the house for more than a day or two. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's a shame. They're they're one of my favorite ferns. Like they're gorgeous. Yeah, if you go to like your local conservatory, like the you know if they have like a fern room or something, they need a lot of water. They need a lot of humidity. Yeah. But they look pretty cool. You guys might hear uh, some purring in the background, and that's actually not purring. It's Randy's current foster dog, <laughs> who, who is a bulldog, so he's real snorty. And he, this is just his, like, he's just laying around. Happy, he's not normal asleep. breathing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there isn't like a low engine in our bed in our like bedroom right now, like a small motorcycle or something. This is a dog laying around breathing. Oh, buddy. It sounds like he's snoring for all the world. It's one of the cutest fosters Randy's ever had, though. Yeah, he's so very maybe we can try and put it up on on the social media so you can see what the heck we're talking about because this dog is ninety percent head. Like he's just so goofy. It's, it is the most most of his volume. Yeah. It's just his head. <laughs> his massive head on a little body. Oh, it's guy. pretty it's pretty funny. His name is Ambrose. I don't do you say Ambrosia? Uh, say just Ambrose. Ambrose, usually. But you know. Ambrose. I get it. Hambone. Which I think is a better name. I'm renaming your dog. Okay. <laughs> Hambone. Hambone. Okay, let's let's go to another question. Let's keep this yeah, moving. Yeah, I think we, right. we picked out a couple divas. All right. Uh, what plant would you say is super overrated and why? I think this is a good question. Oh. Yeah, what plant's hot or not? That's what I want to know. <laughs> is that's it a hot very good or question. Not? Uh, I usually think that anything that's... I really don't get into the spending way too much money on the hot plant of the month. Yeah. Like, I don't have a Pink Princess philodendron or a fiddle leaf fig because everyone wants, like, 40 to 80 bucks for them. And they're not... I'm not going to spend $80 on a fiddle leaf fig. I am way too cheap. I've seen them even more than that. They're really expensive. Yeah. And and everyone talks about how many problems they have all the time. They're They're, very problematic. They are a diva. They are very diva plant. Yeah. So if you want a tree that's a brat, go for it. But (laughs) your girl here (laughs) can't do it. Uh, But I I wanted to say that air plants Mm, are, they're totally overrated because they are such slow growers that by the time you have any small amount of damage on this thing because you forgot to soak it for a half an hour and dry it upside down Hmm. and keep your humidity high and your light high. Um, They just don't recover. And then to be fair, like if a leaf is damaged and turns brown, any plant's not going to recover from that. If there's some cellular death, then it it, doesn't come back. It's done. But a lot of plants are like at least vigorous enough to regrow new leaves and whatnot. My, my air plants just look sad and sadder and sadder (laughs) until I throw them away or my cat shreds them. So if you can get them to bloom rad, I don't have that life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've never found that. I think they, they kind of shine when you make like little terrariums and stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like people have the ones that like hang down from the ceiling by the window and it's got like an air plant and a rock in yeah. it or something like that's really cool. cool. I don't bother with that kind of crap though. I, I know <laughs> I'm not that like 
I'm not into that uh, aesthetic. Okay. So full disclosure, Dan <laughs> has a designated yoga room in his house that he keeps yeah. a humidifier in, and all of his house plants over the winter. So when he sounds like too cool for school, I'm calling bullshit on you. For <laughs> if I'm, I gave, I'm not going to say I'm not a plant dork. <laughs> I definitely am a plant dork, and I've definitely spent probably way too much time. Yeah. On the, on the plants than I should, but if I got you one of those little terrariums, you would be like, "This is rad." You would, <laughs> you would be tickled. <laughs> it's possible that I'm a flaming hypocrite. That is that is entirely possible. <laughs> Aren't we all? Something? I don't know. I I just have some prejudice against the airplanes for some reason. <laughs> I just don't like them. Well, they're cool, and I like how kind of under the sea they look. Yeah. And yeah. and people they are will, very different looking. Yeah, people will things. stick them out of seashells and yeah. look like sea urchins. And oh, that's a neat idea. I love it. It's very cool. However, I'm gonna kill it. Like I can't <laughs> not. I've tried with probably thirty of them. Yeah. And it, yeah, not even all at once. Just like you know, tried tried this time, gave up. Tried another time, and then just. They just, one at a time, there they go. And those things are expensive, too, if you're trying to get, like, a baseball or a softball size one. Yeah. Those are, like, yeah. 50 bucks. Yeah. 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 That's, like, I don't know. I can't do it. That's weird. All right. You know, I think my overrated plant, Mm -hmm. actually, I'm I'm not positive on this. One of them that I think is overrated are the bulbs, the spring bulbs. Oh. Those things... Yeah, I mean, you. I feel like the effort that you have to put in to make those look good sucks. <laughs> like, I will never have a yard that has, like, oh, a beautiful row of tulips and daffodils and whatever. Like, I like <laughs> tulips and daffodils. Yeah. Like, they're really pretty, but they only bloom for, like, what, a couple weeks, maybe? Yeah, you have to have a few different varieties yeah. in order to, like, have blooms for more than just a couple days. Yeah, it's, that sucks to me. I, I'll buy them from the grocery store for, like, mm-hmm. eight bucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's Ambrose. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Ambrose agrees. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's an okay price if you want to have like a nice uh, thing on the, you know, like a centerpiece on your table. Yeah, like a little forced tray or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but I'm not about to dig up my lawn and try to like fight the squirrels and stuff to like save the bulbs. Yeah. To have like. And honestly, like all of the people who are super pro with bulbs doing huge commercial displays and stuff, they're always yeah. replaced every year. Yeah. So oh my God. I am trying. Money, 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 money. I know. I'm trying to do actually a little different variety. I'm trying species tulips, which are little tiny, almost fairy garden size tulips that are like, the bloom is like the size of maybe a quarter. Like they're little. Oh, little and, guys. And they're sometimes called botanical tulips, but they're what the tulips we have now bred and commercialized have, are descended from. They're more disease resistant. They're a little hardier. They're very small, like kind of like those little like pearl onion size bulbs. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see if we'll see if I win. Oh. I don't know. Y- you know, we'll you've just jogged my memory. A different plant that I think is way overrated. Because <laughs> now, now that it's in my mind, I have to. You say You know what it. else? Crocus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's like Pilea something. Pilea pepperonioides. Yeah, the little the little circle one. Oh yeah, those were super hot, and that's one of those things where you could buy them on Amazon for or not. Yeah, you could do it on Amazon, but like eBay was selling them for forty dollars a plant. They don't even look cool. I don't know. Like the if really you're... big ones do look cool, and they had their Instagram fame for a long time, and they're actually like not too hard to grow compared to main hair ferns so you know they're interesting <laughs> but you can get them at big box stores for like 10 or 11 bucks now. yeah so I, I don't know to me they look like i don't i i, I like lots of foliage i yeah. guess like a palm is like one of my favorite indoor plants oh okay so like a little <laughs> a little like whatever pilia Pepperonia, whatever Pilea. it is, like I just don't have Piddly time for Pilea. it. Uh-uh. Piddly piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it is in my book. All right. All right. Anyway, that's that's my old man grouchy, grouchy Fair plant enough. rant. Fair enough. Okay. Well, how about another question? Which plant do you regret killing, mm. or do you not have any empathy for your plant souls? <laughs> okay. I have little empathy for my plant souls. Like, I like plants. I spend money on them. I think about them. I research them. And I try to get ones that I think are going to look cool in my space and I'm going to be able to take care of. But sometimes if a plant is just sad and ugly and I've tried saving it in different places and moving it and, like, varying my care routine and it still just looks like garbage, honey, it's got to go. Like, Any plant that's healthy and in a cool-looking pot looks great in your space, but a sick plant, it doesn't matter if it's a fiddle leaf fig and you paid $80 for it, you have a sad, ugly, sick plant in your room, like, <laughs> and it will automatically make your room look dirty. Like, Yeah, no, that's totally true. <clears throat> I mean, some people can, can do a great job resuscitating and rescuing plants of various types. Good on you, but... Uh, it turned into like Caroline's hospice for dilapidated plants <laughs> and it just looked like it's just shedding leaves everywhere yeah. and it just looks like trash. So I have a tiny house. It's like not much bigger than an apartment. So I don't have room to just like baby a bunch of dying. Yeah. Plants. And I yeah. only have two South facing windows. So I do have some grow lamps and stuff set up to try and overwinter some stuff inside, but mm-hmm. it's just I, ugh, life's too short for super ugly plants. Yep, yep. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I. Uh, that's my regret as well. I had a um, a very bushy, beautiful English ivy yeah. in like a little pot indoors, mm-hmm. and it was like trailing, and it was probably like a good eighteen inches or so of like trail. Uh-huh. On it, which I thought was pretty cool. I thought it was. I thought it looked really good. Yeah. And then it got spider mites, and I was uh, like, "Oh no, damn spider mites!" And I got like the stuff to like blast them off. Yeah. But it's like really, it's really poisonous. <laughs> so like, you have to do it outside, and you have to do it like in well ventilated area. You have to do it on a day where it isn't windy, so that the poison yeah. doesn't like blow into your neighbor's face, you yeah. know, or onto yeah. their plants. So I kept waiting, and I was like, oh, I'll do it later. And then, like, the bugs kept slowly chewing and chewing, and my laziness killed the the oh. ivy. Because then eventually it was just, like, sticks. All the leaves fell off. Yeah. And it was just, like, these long sticks. I was like, 
<laughs> that was like a crow swear word. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's, I've tried hard to rescue plants that you kind of get to the point where you're like, oh no, there's, there's not a good chance of coming back from something like this. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's a big fungal problem and yeah. I'm just like, and I'm done taking care of you because yeah. I'd rather like, I live in a small house with my cats my cat's chew on stuff. My dog's there, too. Like, what am I going to do? Treat every single plant no. in my house at the, in the right conditions <laughs> and keep all animals and people away for X number of hours? Or I'm going to throw away the one plant that's having a problem. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> this is just occurring to me because you and I both have a shit ton of house plants. Yeah. If you've only got two plants in your house, like, okay, you know, maybe you can spend an hour on you know, resuscitating yeah. or like cleaning up a problem or whatever. If you've got like a hundred plants in your house, it's like, all right, <laughs> chuck the f- thing. <laughs> oh, we sound so cruel, but we're not. It's like it becomes a practicality thing. And yeah. it's also like, man, how long do you want to look at this like busted plant? Like, <laughs> you know, so, some stuff is going to recover quickly. Like your peace mm-hmm. lily, all of a sudden you water it, you're fine. You move on with your day and you're yeah. just like, you're, you're such a diva, but you came back and I don't have to like look at you being sad forever. Yeah. Whereas like sometimes succulents, like their leaves are so slow growing that once, mm-hmm. once it's ugly, like you might want to consider just propagating it into a bunch Starting of new over. little plants. Yeah. yeah. You can start over with anything. There's no, you know, yeah. like the, there's one plant that I would say is perhaps I was a bit sentimental about because I love plants is my grandma had this aloe plant cause she had a great window for it. And this was a, a happy little aloe vera and it, it had kind of like an antler thing going for it. Like it was full, it was neat. Mm. Well, she passed away uh, grandpa quit taking care of it, and eventually I got a hold of it, and it was all white. Like the whole thing, oh, like weird. it looked dry, it looked bad, it was all white. I took it home and watered it, and it turned completely green. And my mom was like, Oh my god, it's a sign! <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh, I love my grandma, and I do love my grandma, and I remember this plant coming back. And since then, I have killed it. And <laughs> oh, no. and I've tried to like keep different types of aloes going, and mm-hmm. I just I'm not sure if I just don't have enough light. And then I don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I should water it. No, the answer is never water your aloe. Just don't do it. (laughs) Do it like once a month because it doesn't actually want it. But I think I had a few a few things going on with it. I just didn't have the right conditions. I have this wonderful memory of this person forever. Yeah. I have pictures. I will have to buy a new aloe in the future if I'm really into it. <laughs> but I fought it for so long I got sick of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's my that's my answer. You know, I have I have another I have a, a plant story that's like the opposite. Okay. So it's like I you know, like these are stories of like neglect or whatever, or like you try to do it and the plant dies. I have a story of the opposite where I bought a bunch of um, palm trees. I used to live with a bunch of uh, roommates and bought a number of palm trees. We had like an equinox party in like the spring and <laughs> okay. we roasted a goat and we like had all these palm trees and stuff in the house. 
And then later that summer, um, one of the palm trees wasn't doing so well. Yeah. And so I had just bought like a sword on the internet. This is like one of my <laughs> impulsive buys. I bought like a sword on the internet and like chopped the palm tree um, with the sword that my roommate was pissed because it was I didn't know this but it was like his favorite one of the because it, it had like some yellow variegation in it and he was like what the f you killed the plant uh, and then so I felt really bad uh, but after that it wasn't dead did it grow back it grew back and it was funny because I chopped it in this like you know like a little slash and all of the it had a bunch of fronds in there that are like you know, just waiting for their turn to come out. Right. So it's like the next like five fronds that came out all were at the same level. So it was like it looked <laughs> even as it continued to grow, it looked like it had been just recently chopped. Nice. It was funny. So we called it ha- haircut. Haircut. We called the, the plant name of that haircut. One. Yeah, because it always looked like it had just gotten like a fresh buzz. I- what kind of sword did you use? <laughs> <laughs> I used a samurai sword. Just checking. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I feel like that's one of the things that like labels me a dork, like hardcore. At least like, you if had, you have a samurai sword, like you are a dork. At least you know way the, around it. You had the dignity to get it from online rather than from one of those like bad Asian exchange stores oh, yeah. in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> I cut myself with it too. After that, I was like, <laughs> right. I was like "This is just stupid." I got I got got rid of it after that, but it, it did take me like wounding myself. Did your what did your fiance say when you told she her? She didn't know me at the time. <laughs> she knows now. Now she knows. And she's like, "You were stupid." <laughs> <laughs> How much was it, Dan? It was only like a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks, you could have bought a fiddly fig for that. <laughs> <laughs> If only. Oh my god, I wish I had a hundred dollars to waste on a cigarette. <laughs> hey, the things that you think are cool when you're like young and young. living on your own. Yeah. <laughs> May not stay that way. Whatever white dude in the Midwest needs. <laughs> you're really manly, man. Look at your sword. Uh <laughs> If you were into martial arts, I feel like you would have a different or belly dancing. Belly dancing. Belly dancers oh. do sword dances. Like oh sure, I yeah. juggle. Yeah, get a scimitar and go crazy. <laughs> you juggle. Yeah. <laughs> you rode a unicycle too, didn't you? <laughs> oh, all right. Plant stuff. What's our next question, Randy? Next question is Lauren asks if you could somehow have the conditions to grow one plant perfectly, for example, like a tiny desert with cacti, sm- small rainforest for monstera. Which plant would you choose and why? Hmm. Dream plant. This is like an icebreaker question. I appreciate it. <laughs> Finally get to know you. <laughs> get, getting to know you. Getting to know. Okay. Lauren, thank you for this question. Um, you know, okay, it's not a house plant. And I know a lot of these questions are house plant related. But if I could grow a really beautiful Japanese maple tree that was red and awesome and cool size and shape, I would love to have the ideal Mm. conditions for an Acer in my backyard. But we are just a little bit too cold at this point. Probably gonna change, but (laughs) (laughs) they're, they're kind of like, they don't like it too windy. They can't do too much droughty stuff. So yeah. they're not real tough. But that's part of their magical 
delicateness, I guess. I don't know. I really like, I, I love the leaves, the palmate red leaves that yeah, are Yeah, they're little. pretty cool. Yeah. They're super cool. What would you grow? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Probably um, more palm trees. More palm trees. I'm yeah. going to, can I give you a dilapidated palm tree that my yeah. cats keep chewing on? Happily. Yeah, I will happily accept that. <laughs> because <laughs> my cat keeps chewing it and I feel bad about it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> just pukes it up later. Jerk. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, all right. You would grow more palm trees. Yeah, I would grow more palm trees. I think the um, that, like, rainforest environment, you know, like the super, like the very humid but lots of light, that's really hard to reproduce. Yeah. Especially in Minnesota. Yeah. <clears throat> Over the winter, like, the air gets super dry. Yeah. Even if we, like, we have all of our humidifiers running throughout the house and like it's still dry yeah like you hit maybe 35 or 40 yeah. percent humidity and you're like yes my nose isn't gonna bleed tonight like, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but it yeah, is exactly. by no means quite enough <laughs> <laughs> oh what another question randy another question is erica asks what are your favorite plants and what is one of your favorite plant memories Mm. And in the parentheses there, there's maybe something in the ecology field that made you super happy. Mm. So a lot of, uh, I guess, tackle the first one. What is your favorite plants? What are your favorite plants? You know, I think that is depending on what phase I'm going through in my life. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had a favorite tree. It was at Storybook Island, which is this park full of statues of, like, Barney and Jack and Jill and Three Little Pigs and all, like, all this stuff. <laughs> like, these weird ceramic sculptures that were kind of freaky, but, you know, they, it's a park. And there's swings and there's teeter-totters and stuff. And there was this huge weeping willow tree mm. because there was a creek that ran through the whole park. So, perfect condition for a willow tree. And it had a platform of kind of built into itself... It wasn't, nobody installed a platform. It just, like, the way this tree grew, it was easy to climb about five feet up and be completely inside of the tree. That is rad. And it had, you know, the big, long, wispy arms and Mm -hmm. everything. Well, they're not arms. We know that. But it was so cool. And it was by Raggedy Ann and Andy's house. And I was like, this is my favorite tree. This one. I have to climb my favorite tree every time we have, every time we went to that place i had to climb up in the tree it wasn't like a hard climb but just being completely inside of a tree mm-hmm. was neat that was my that's pretty cool but then like as i you know got older and started to garden i'm like tomatoes are my favorite plant <laughs> i'm gonna grow tomatoes for my whole life <laughs> <laughs> and so now i feel like you asked me this question i'm like i don't know something with pink on the leaves like yeah. <laughs> just different phases yeah what's your favorite uh, my favorite plant has also changed. <clears throat> it used to be Hypoestus philostachia, the polka dot plant. Ah. And then I found out that I don't know how to grow it and keep it polka dotty. Yeah. It just always just turned green or died. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, screw that plant. Um, yeah, they get fungal stuff pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. Mine never lasted long enough <laughs> to get fungal stuff. <laughs> Uh, but my favorite plant, one of my favorite plants is definitely the quaking aspen. I think I've said that Quarkus. before. Quarkus. <laughs> no, that's oak. Oh. Oops. Populus tremuloides. Oh, okay. See, I have, to, I have to keep Dan around because he's got all those science words. I know, like, <laughs> some of them. 
Some of them, but not all of them. Yeah. But yeah, Populus Stremuloides, the Quaking Aspen, I think is just an awesome, awesome tree. I know I harped on you for yellow being not a cool fall color. However, yeah. little yellow and white flitting, yeah. quaking aspen with the cool trunks that are black and white. And so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And when you find it, it's always like with a bunch of friends, you know? It's and a like, social tree. It's a social tree. <laughs> and you can watch when the wind blows, you can watch it like waving and shimmering. I think that's super cool. Neat. I can't get enough of them. <laughs> you need to move somewhere where you can have one now. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Or maybe I'll grow them indoors. Huh. Ooh, bonsai? No, just a full-on tree. You should also bonsai some in the backyard, I think. <laughs> I feel that is your next mission should you choose to accept it. What would a bonsai quaking aspen look like? Like two um, foot tall? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like a miniature quaking aspen. I don't know that it would be that interesting. You'd need a, you would need like a big tray and have like a bunch. Yeah. You know, you'd need like five or seven of them or something. For sure. Have like a little miniature forest. That could be pretty cool. And then you could have like a pet frog that <laughs> lived in there. That could be fun. All right. Well, <laughs> let's let's do another question. Uh, I, that one had a couple parts. So uh, do you have oh, yeah. favorite plant memories, or at least one plant memory? Oh, yes. Do you? Yeah, I do. Do you want to go first? Yeah, so when I was in college, I was in uh, uh, botany class, mm-hmm. and our professor brought us outside, and he was like, I re- he was kind of an uh, <laughs> eccentric guy. He's pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, he was like, everyone come outside, look at these flowers. Uh, you know, we were studying that family of, of plant. I forget what it was, but he was like, isn't this neat? It's a very, uh, very pretty flower. And then he just like grabs it and yanks it and just like <laughs> snaps it off. And we're all just like, oh, my God, he just he just destroyed that plant. And then he's like, if you look closely and then he like tears it open with his hands and just like peeled it apart and it showed us all of the botanical parts. Look at the sex of the organs of this beautiful plant yeah. I just killed. Yeah, and he was like, look, you can see where the petals are coming from. You can see, like, where the stamens are, like, originating from. And, like, that's why it's in this plant family. It was what like, a plant pervert. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, that, that, like, blew my mind a little bit. That, like, you know, <laughs> that it's okay sometimes to, to kill plants. Yeah. Dare I say. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I have a great plant memory of, I used to garden with my grandma and grandpa. And so I remember just like eating all of their green beans off of the plants and like all the tomatoes. And she yelled at me because we weren't going to have enough green beans for dinner <laughs> for like the eight of us or whatever that were there because I ate so many freaking green beans. They were so good. Uh, <laughs> that was cool. In college, I did um, a field study on Cypripedium candidum, the small white lady slipper that grows in like kind of prairie bogs. So like soggy grasslands in Mm. South Dakota. And I, that was a really cool project. I was going to try and do a bunch of blacklight photography on them to see Mm. what is attracting pollinators to come inside and pollinate these small rare flowers. Um, and there was this really terrible late frost that nipped all but eight buds in this whole glade of orchids. <laughs> so I didn't get to do as much cool stuff with that as I could, but I mapped the entire population and we did a bunch of like insect studies, like capturing stuff to see what is it, identifying it, pitting, preserving, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I had to present 
my findings because I got this like little like a Nelson mentorship or something like that, which was a few hundred dollars. And I had to talk about it at the end of the summer. And it was all these people doing complex cellular human processes. Like they're working with (laughs) NK cells to show this happens in the presence of this. And I'm like, I went out into a cow field. (laughs) These are the plants I worked on. But I mean, I just I just went with it and everyone was like, oh, plant person. All right. Change of pace. All right. All right. <laughs> so they're just like nodded. I had zero questions. And for everybody else, they all had like 50 questions. They had to answer. <laughs> Oops. That's pretty funny. Hey, I did a good job. I did I did a good job. It was fun. Those are that's a good ecology memory. Yeah. Yay. Plant science is pretty fun. Plant science is fun. I have one plant memory. I was getting my, as like the summer I did all my really hard Boy Scout merit badges, like in early high school. Uh-huh. So I, we had like a half acre of yard. I took a quarter of it and grew like a thing of sweet corn, a big plot oh, of it. Cool. And uh, so I uh, got it, got my merit badge or whatever, but like we took all my sweet corn and we ate it and uh, just like the one like cor- ear of corn my mom got. Of course, there was like a grub in it. <laughs> And it, and it got boiled and it was just like and just freaked out right and climbed out right when she was like eating into it and he oh died right God. there. And, just like, and she's like, Bloo! and she threw it across the <laughs> She would not touch corn for like a year. <laughs> um, understandable. Yeah, oh, that's my one plant memory. That would freak me out too. Yeah. Oh man, we got another question? Yeah, last question. Uh, Sylvia asks, what do you think are the most underrated indoor plants? We can make a top 10 list of stuff here. That's true. I will. Okay. In the interest of, you know, not showing all my cards at once. Yeah. I would say bird's nest ferns. I don't even know what that is. What's a bird's nest fern? A bird's nest fern. Instead of having very delicate fronds with little individual leaflets, Mm -hmm. um, these are thicker uh, more paddle-shaped fronds. Okay. And they're just so much sturdier than a lot. And I think... I can't get too technical about what type of fern they are. I should have done more research I will, I on that. I don't know my but, ferns very well. But it's it's just... Uh, it's a fern that um, kind of almost looks like a bromeliad. Like, mm-hmm. kind of originates all from the center mm-hmm. and bird's nest. So it kind of, like, has a... It's like a colic a little bit. Okay. So all of the leaves are growing from the center in a radial way. And I think the oh dog God, I think he is asleep now. <laughs> he was awake before and snoring. I think he's asleep now. <laughs> this is Verdant North, the plant podcast that will put your dog to sleep <laughs> in a snoring sweet slumber. <laughs> oh my God. To be fair, he does that with everybody. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be offended. He's adorable right now on the floor. Bird's nest ferns, they can handle some more indirect light that's lower. They are not as picky about a lot of water things. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I have them in some Kokodama that are like three years old now. And because they're ferns, um, there's not a ton of soil in those Kokodama. Okay. So, yeah, there. Oh my God, this dog, you guys, this is killing me. <laughs> Somebody get him a blanket. <laughs> okay, what do you think is an underrated plant? Oh, good question. You know what? Herbs. 
Herbs. Are I like mint. Underrated. Under are underrated as like an indoor plant. Mm-hmm. You know, people will grow basil or something on their windowsill from like a little Home Depot. You know, like you get a little box and okay. like you put it on your windowsill and it has like the seeds already in there and it's like the coconut core. Yeah. Whatever stuff. I think mint is a super cool indoor plant if you if you have enough light to grow it. You need oh, like a okay. pretty solid like south facing window or something. But if you can grow it. It's awesome. You can make drinks. Nice. You know, you can make chutney. <laughs> you love yourself it's like chutney. A, yeah, it's like a practical plant. I have the hardest time growing herbs indoors, though, and that's yeah. like a common problem. Maybe it's a light situation, but I have. I, yeah. We're also dealing with dry conditions in the winter time, so yep. Yep. you're fighting yep. three different battles at once. Yep. But I like having mint outside in like patio plants and stuff oh, like yeah, that all the time. Oh sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Walk by and smush them up and sniff your hand. I love smelly plants. Smelly, 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 yeah. smelly. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> herbs. Herbs. Get some herbs. That's what we all need. <laughs> I think if there's any, if there's anything else that's like really underrated. Nope. Nothing else. Nope. Everything else is, everything is else rated, rated accurately. <laughs> or overrated. <laughs> <laughs> or overrated. Yes. <laughs> everything else is accurate. Every single thing. I kind of feel like English ivy a little bit as far as indoor plants. Is underrated. I know I complained about mine dying before because of my laziness. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think it's an awesome indoor plant. I think one day it will come back into fashion as all plants do mm-hmm. in time. If you can use them in a creative new way, yeah. maybe you that's Oh, Virginia your, creeper. Virginia creeper. Oh. That's a totally <laughs> underrated. People think it's like... A horrible <laughs> abomination of a of a plant. I think it's super cool. I think it should be grown on everybody's house. <laughs> Underrated. Yeah. Virginia creeper, birds and ferns, English ivy. Okay. Mint. Top three. Mint. Four. Top four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That. Hey, this is a good. I like this Q and A thing. Should we do another one? Yeah, let's do another one. All right. Well, do we? We'll do it. An, we'll do another episode. All right, friends. Thank you for submitting us your questions. I appreciate it greatly. Um, please check out our regular episodes too. If you're itching for a Christmas episode, last year's Christmas episode is all about Christmas time plants like poinsettias, Christmas cactuses. And Norfolk Pines. There's a lot of great information there. I blacked that episode out of my memory, so I'll have to listen to it again. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we'll have another Q&A episode up shortly. So if we didn't get to your question this time, that's because we are spreading them out. Thanks, as always, for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog post online at at verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at at verdantnorth.net. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. You can hear this podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, rate, comment, and share the podcast. The more likes, ratings, comments we receive, the more visible this podcast becomes. We do not pay for advertisement, and we don't have any networks backing us. So sharing our show with your friends and family is the only way we get heard. I mean, who else is going to hear Ambrose? (laughs) Oh, buddy. Snoring and sawn logs. If you like what you're listening to and feel like contributing, you can donate to us at ko-fi.com backslash verdantnorth. That's ko-fi.com backslash verdantnorth.
You can find Caroline Hallstrom on Twitter at Miss Zero Line. That's Miss O-Line. You can find Dan Hudson on Twitter at, at Verdant Dan. And he also cutting some sweet plants up with his samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can also find me on Twitter at Marlin underscore Rando. Um, and, you know, stay tuned. There's a few extra projects I'm working on uh, coming in the new year. So hang on to that. Uh, and as always, a special thanks to Brie Edison and Dewey Vu for graphics and artwork. An extra big thanks to our webmaster, Corey Hartung, for making sure we exist on the web. And as always, an extra special thanks to Minneapolis band, Volcanus. Happy for- birthday, Corey. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> Uh, Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes. Follow their hilarious video blog project on YouTube and listen to them and arch rival band Prozac Rat on Bandcamp, YouTube, and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening and always remember it's okay okay to kill kill plants. plants. Especially if they're overrated.